to the Cash-Based Practice Owners interview series where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, am interviewing different clinicians across the country who practice in a variety of ways, but all outside of being in network with insurance. The world of entrepreneurship and business for healthcare professionals is full of knowledge, creativity, and amazing people just like you who wanted something different. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the Cash-Based Healthcare Entrepreneurs Group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. So please join me as I interview our guest today. Today's guest is Kristen Schulz. Kristen is a therapist and running coach. She helps clinicians learn how to coach runners and how to start getting more clients online. She also helps runners achieve their next PR through online run and strength coaching. She used to have her own cash-based practice treating solely runners, but has since transitioned all online. Here we are. We are live in the group. We are here with a very special guest today. Kristen, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Yay! We are so excited to have you. Um, I know Kristen and I have been, you know, we've been friends. We've been in this online space doing business and stuff for a while. Like most of 2020, I feel like, you know, we've been talking and getting to yeah. know each other. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, and also welcome to our cash-based practice interview series. Um, I always joke about how it's the world's best name for a video series or a podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we are going to get going and get talking about, you know, all the things that you've been doing, um, all your secrets about business and everything. <laughs> um, so feel free to share whatever feels good to you. Um, but if it sounds okay, we'll just go ahead and dive into your background, all the things about you um, and what led you to where you are today. Yeah, sure. So like she said, my name's Kristen. Um, I'm currently working all online, um, but there's obviously a, a history behind that because I haven't been online forever, for sure. Yeah. Um, I became a physical therapist in 2013, graduated back end of 2013. Um, and I feel like early on, I definitely knew I didn't want to just like be full-time outpatient. I know like my first clinical rotation, I remember um, being like, Ooh, I don't know if this is it. I don't love being in the clinic all day. Like, like I didn't know exactly what that would look like. Um, but anyway, so I kept grinding, going through some steps, figuring out what I wanted to do. It looked a little like I did travel PT for a little bit. I took, um, I took a permanent job for a bit. Cause I was like, maybe I just need to try this permanent job. Hated it. Like hated every second of like being in one, like one place and not like it was, there's a lot of factors to it. Um, but finally started doing some online, uh, coaching. It was just very general fitness coaching at the time. And I liked that. I liked being in the online space, having that flexibility. Um, and um, it kind of led me to, okay, maybe I want to be online. Um, then I got a little bit more specific into, you know, who do I want to work with, right? We've probably heard you need to ditch down. You can't just like help everyone, which I was doing for a while. Um, <laughs> and, and then I started slowly transitioning to just helping runners. Um, now, I guess she didn't say this, and if I'm going way far ahead, if I'm sharing too much, <laughs> you're well, slow me down. I'm just like kind of sharing my background. Um, <laughs> but I, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I lost my own train of thought. No, <laughs> I, I, I interrupted myself. Um, but no, I started getting the online space um, and then also started my own cash-based practice. So I did have a cash-based practice um, that 
definitely came from two different needs. One, just not like a lot of PTs, not liking, you know, the regular system and how it, how you had a tree and all the stand, like just didn't make sense um, from, you know, actually being able to treat patients for what they needed, but also came from a standpoint of being a patient myself and feeling like I wasn't getting the care I needed um, like as a runner. Um, mm-hmm. So I started my own cash-based practice um and then i have i'm trying to like make it because we might dive into parts of this just kind of not make it super long but now um currently so i started coaching run coaching online um slowly transitioned into doing full run coaching along with i'll do telehealth treating um treating runners online very specific to runners Um, but now i also help other clinicians learn how to write running programs and then also start their own online business. So um, kind of a long like history, but I just figured I'd kind of go into what led me to where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. We can definitely dive into any part of that you want or anything I missed, I left out or anything there. (laughs) (laughs) You are an open book. Yes, I am. Maybe two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Well, that's really cool. You know, it sounds like it's been quite a journey to get to where you are now. Um, You know, and it sounds like that variety that you were craving, like at the very beginning of your career is something that you've figured out how to do for yourself because you do a lot of different things. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I would say I am. Um, I don't like just to do the same thing all day for sure. That was one thing I was like, oh my gosh, like I would do this for like 40 more years. I don't know how long do people usually work? I was just like, (laughs) I can't like nine to five every day do the same thing. I was like, nope, can't do this. (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And like, I totally relate to that. And I know a lot of other people like are currently struggling with that or, you know, other people here in the group. Um, who have already started their practices like that's something that just like rings true for so many of us and you know I think a lot of people who go into therapy tend to be like really active people themselves and so like just like the thought of having to like stay in one place even if you're walking around the clinic you still have to like stand do your notes you know like watch your patient and it's just like the same thing over and over and over again it's like a nightmare yep. to think yep. that you have to do yep. that you know <laughs> for the next like 30 or 40 years or whatever and so yeah i mean like that's definitely like a huge you know like pro and possibility for you like as you're building your own business and being online you could be wherever the heck you want right right yeah definitely nice <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So cool. And so you have been doing running coaching, some telehealth, helping other clinicians with their own practices. Which one is like, like your number one thing? My number one thing really, because it leads into other things, honestly, has Mm -hmm. transitioned and not even fully like meaning it for it to is helping other clinicians learn how to um, run coach and then also just, you know, get their first clients, start their online business. Um, mm-hmm. and really that came, that honestly came, that wasn't intended at all. It came from people starting to ask me, Hey, like I have this patient and she wants to run a 10 K can you help me write a plan? And people would be like, you know, they, <laughs> one of my really good friends asked me too. And I think they'd always think it oh, be like a simple, like 20 minute conversation. It will be good. Or you can just send me over a plan. And then they would be like, Oh, well, this is like actually kind of in depth like and I tried to do it in an hour session once with one a good friend and we re- she was like looking at me like this like <laughs> like like in the sense of like this is way too much to absorb in an hour and didn't realize how much went into it um and then as I got I asked uh, it was like three times in like a two-week period once I was like I'm gonna throw together a course I didn't really know if it was gonna go anywhere 
Um, and then it definitely became a, a big need. Um, and so I have noticed that I can help like my number one, you know, passion or what I want to accomplish with my business is to help more runners stay injury free, you know, be able to mm-hmm. run, which is ironic right now. I am actually injured right now. Fun fact, guys, it does still happen. <laughs> um, but hadn't been injured in four years. But anyways, so that is my main goal, but I can actually help more runners by, um, you know, helping other clinicians help runners, which that's been, a, I'm sharing because I was actually a little struggle. I'm like, oh, well, I'm kind of giving up a little bit of my own thing to do this. But um, so that's more my focus in that way. But from doing that comes also, I work with the clinicians that I help, I coach them too, a lot of times as runners. Mm-hmm. So then there come that that's where I'm helping still on the running side and I'm still um, about to announce something today or tomorrow that's going to be specific for runners not all clinicians um, because I I love coaching and I love I love working with runners so um, don't want to ever give that up fully either yeah it sounds like to me that like the way that you built things it kind of combines all the things that you love but still can be separated if yeah no it definitely does and the cool thing is it like combines like my other, like, I feel like two big pain points in my life are I've suffered, suffered a lot of running injuries myself. So hence mm-hmm. the reason to help runners, but then also feeling really unsatisfied, um, in my career early on and what I was doing as a PT and just feeling like, oh my gosh, I went to school for seven years, do something I hate. <laughs> like yeah. what the heck? So I feel like it kind of fulfills both those, you know, a lot of times they say you're like, you're, I mean, I'm still figuring out fully, but your, your purpose or what the direction you'll take comes from your, your biggest pains. Right. So, yeah. um, in a way, yeah, that kind of combines yeah. those, which is kind of cool. That is super cool. Um, and it also sounds like that, you know, probably one of the first things that like a regular run-of-the-mill therapist that has not ever been like a runner themselves or like been a run coach needs to know is that like writing a program, especially like a competition program, probably takes a lot more than you think. It's yes. way more in depth than you think it's going to be. Um, but what other like advice or tips do you have for therapists who are wanting to get into running coaching? Like what are like the one or two things that they need to know um, to get started? Yeah, to get started, number one, I mean, you need to know how to write the plans for sure. Um, yeah, like if, if that's what you want to do, if you know, like, yes, I want to do this. Otherwise, have someone you can connect with to to write the plans. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, um, there. And then, um, number two, let's see, like outside of being able to, um, to write the plans, I would say, um, honestly, are you saying like for a a cash-based therapist, um, shoot, I don't know why I'm just like blanking here. Um, I would say, I mean, number two, you need to know how to get your clients and keep your clients. So if you're in a practice, like you are obviously going to know how to do that. So in that case, what are your the the options you have open, right? Because this is a way you can have an ongoing client to be mm-hmm. able say like kind of like if you have an ongoing fitness program. Hopefully, if you have that in your cash based practice, it's a way to keep one keep the client keep the revenue business side of things, but also two for the patient's own sake keep them not injured. So just having that system in place of what that's going to look like probably number two. Got to be able to write them, and you need to know what your system is. Um, mm-hmm. So for your, since this is mainly cash-based therapists, not people just online, that's what yeah. I would say for that that group of people. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point that you bring up about like having some kind of like 
ongoing maintenance wellness like fitness situation like that's definitely something that like I promote to other people and like I do myself I have a client tonight who's finishing off like her rehab plan of care and like we've already talked about you know continuing on into strength and conditioning um you know because like yes it's great her back pain is gone but she also hasn't worked out in five years, you know? And so like right. the likelihood of those changes sticking, if she goes back to the way that things were, is not great. <laughs> and right. so, you know, like we all know that when, you know, you have somebody that you're going to see and like you have a plan and like somebody else is like holding your hand, like along the path, you're way more likely to stick to that plan, you know, and to make sure that those changes are cemented, um, yes. you know, and keep you in the results that you got. Um you know, so like, I think that that's super important as well to be like, you know, if you are wanting to rehab people first and primarily to also have some kind of like framework and option um, to keep people going, like you said, you know, for the health yep. of your client and for the health yes. of the business. Yeah, no, definitely. And I feel, um, I mean, for one, for me, that was like, that was, a, I guess, a frustration of what I would see in just normal PT clinic in the sense of like, cool, we're getting them better, but are we really doing what's best for them if we aren't, like, yeah, if, hopefully if we have someone to refer them to, like, I don't know, a personal trainer or something, but how often does that really happen? Like, right. we're not really helping their health and keeping them as injury-free as they can if we don't have some ongoing option for them, right? They might they're just yeah. gonna end up back in here. Um, and then, um, what was I going to say? Also, I feel that, um, oh, this was the tip I had. I had a tip, too. I was just going to say, like, I don't know how you run it, and and stuff like this but like if you're gonna have an ongoing wellness something definitely something to bring up right away at like day one like have the frame like hey this is what it's gonna look like um and then when we go into like call it something cool like your whatever you call like the the phase after their rehab too Mm -hmm. I know that was something I learned early uh, or later into my cash-based practice that would have helped if I knew earlier on like to frame it and let them know mm-hmm. hey this is an option um yeah but. like pre-framing it I I think pre-framing is essential like I think that's yeah. one of the best sales skills that you can develop and like be aware of and add into your process yeah. um you know like right from the get-go whether it's you know your consult or evaluation you can say like hey I can fix your problem you know and like most of my clients do continue on into a maintenance phase that, you know, doesn't have to last forever, but even if it only mirrors the number of sessions that you started with, you'll be able to maintain the results that you got long-term, right? Um, you know, versus things just going back to the way that they were, um, you know, does that sound okay to you? You know, like, is that something that you would be open to discussing when the time comes up, Right. Um, yes. you know, and usually everybody's totally fine discussing it you know, yeah. and then you kind of just go from there, but that's super important. So excellent tip, Kristen. Yeah. I feel I've learned that from experience. You're like, Oh crap. Like I'm on last day. Okay. We're discharging. Oh, by the way, like it would be really good to work together, you know, yeah. and, but, uh, you know, it might come off the wrong way. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if they're expecting it, you know, then they know too. And like, you'll be able to at least like have a discussion about it. So even if like, they aren't like gung ho to buy like another session or another like six or 10 sessions or whatever, you know, maybe they agree to like once a month for the next three months, yep, exactly. you know, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cool. Um, so number one question that I definitely get all the time and I'm sure that you do too. Um, <laughs> where the heck do I find clients, especially if I'm online? 
Yes, yes. Um, so where do you find clients? <laughs> so, um, definitely for me, it's by having an active social media um, presence, mm -hmm. but then also by interacting with other people that are the people you want to work with. I mean, and not just, you know, posting, but actually actively, you know, either, you know, commenting on their stuff, having a relationship and, you know, messaging with them. Um, for me has been the number one place that my, my clients, I guess, for um, actually more on the clinician side of helping clinicians who work with runners. Um, I have a few different tips for working with runners themselves. That's been a little different, but for me, my social media presence has been the, the main, the main thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, if you're going to have an online business, at least like as of today, you know, November 16th, 2020, <laughs> social media <laughs> needs to be part of your strategy yes. you know, because it's a free yes. and like really easy way to get in front of a lot of people. And like you said, not just like post stuff, you know, or post exercises, but actually engage with your audience and like, make new relationships, make new friends, <laughs> yep. um, you know, and open the door to different opportunities. Yep. No, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, do you, would you say that like runners are on like one platform versus another? No, oh, yeah, that's a good question going like specific to runners for like anyone working with runners. But definitely, mm -hmm. I would say IG um, in the sense of, you know, there's a ton of people have running accounts that they literally post their workout every day, right? They're on Instagram to connect with other runners. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely on IG. Um, there's also a number of running groups out there that people are part of. Like, you know, I have, well, actually someone that I've coached, like she has a beginner runners group, right? And there's mm -hmm. all beginners. So people you can have common interest in. Yeah. Um, so places like that as well. One thing I've thought of, but I haven't actually done it or looked into myself. Uh, for any runner listening, they'll understand this. There's a platform called Strava that you upload your workouts into. Um, there's people that are in like, that are on Strava like that too, so I could potentially, but I've never actually done anything yeah. like that. But, um, but that's cool because yeah, like I've used Strava before, and it's usually just like I'm like, oh, I hiked six miles, great, right. <laughs> you know. But right. it is supposed to be like kind of social too. Yeah, and it can be like I do know of coaches who have made it social. Like, say, if mm -hmm. anyone is listening as a group like they will have like a Strava group for all their coaching clients or something like oh, that cool. so you kind of had that community too so yeah and that's definitely something that's really nice um especially with COVID and everything right <laughs> to be able to find like that kind of community right um and I really like that you brought up like that group about um, beginner runners. So like, that's something that, you know, you mentioned at the beginning, that's really important when you're first getting started is like finding a niche. Yes. Um, <laughs> what advice do you have for people who want to work with all walks of life? Yes. Niching down? yes, yes, yes. Definitely. You have to find a niche or niche, however you say it, niche. You know? <laughs> um and they, it's that's one of like the not hardest things but you you know too for any of working with people who are just getting started with their businesses I know like I'll definitely have people that are just I just don't want to niche down you know and finally they give in but they know they've heard it but it like trying to serve everyone and I've tried that before way back when when I was just doing you know wellness coaches for one yes it's gonna make it harder for you to find your I ideal clients to find clients mm -hmm. in general but mm -hmm. also you're gonna get 
clients that aren't the people who you want to even work with when you do that too. Like you're not going to enjoy working with them too. Um, So like I can just tell you from personal experience, like, yes, you definitely need to niche down. Um, It, it just makes a difference for your clients and for yourself, for your business, for finding them. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point that like, you might like be attracting people that aren't like your ideal clients or that you don't really like to work with. And I feel like when you're first getting started with your business, you feel kind of obligated to work with anybody who comes your way. And then the next thing, you know, you have a caseload full, like half full of people that you're like, well, I don't want to see them, (laughs) you know? And then it's like, well, I didn't get into business to be like miserable with the people that I'm working with. Yes. You know, um, but I think like sometimes it's kind of hard to have like that, like insight or perspective to it when you're first getting started. Right. Um, I guess like that's another question that I have for you. I'm curious as to what you think and it's kind of putting you on the spot, but like, how do you like when you're first getting going and you're like, I need to make this business work. How do you like not get ahead of yourself or overwhelm yourself? <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, I have to do everything. Like, yes. what, do, what do you teach your clinicians? Yes. Well, I will say I am personally one person that gets overwhelmed easily. So <laughs> I get straight on the experience. I'm like, oh, like I need to do this and this and then nothing happens. For me, the biggest thing is like, I mean, it might seem really simple, but it's just like make a list, have like no more than one to three things you need to do and do that and nothing else. Like, Otherwise, you're going to be spinning your wheels on the million things you need to do and feel very unaccomplished. And I know that's what sends me into overwhelm and like I did nothing. So um, that's what I usually use because that's what works for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But I can definitely totally relate to that. Yeah, I know. Like sometimes I'll make a to-do list or like, you know, like this morning I'll sit down at my computer and like pull up my task list. Oh, there's 35 things to do today. <laughs> um, and before you know it, I'm like an hour into the work day and I'm like, I need to go take a nap. I <laughs> can't, can't do this. Um, I think the other yeah. thing is like positive self-talk too, because like for me, like I'm really good at, like I've just, that's one of the big things I have to, you know, have had to work on, like mm-hmm. just basically thoughts and it would never be like evident necessarily, but it's like, a, like, Oh, you, you're sucking it up, Kristen. Oh, you're failing. You didn't get this done. You didn't do this. Okay. Stop focusing on what you didn't do. And like, what did you do? Like for me, at least personally, I guess yeah. that's more on a personal level, but yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. Cause I, I've talked to a lot of people recently about like their experience with um, perfectionism and feeling like they always have to be like right on the ball, all of their posts have to be perfect. Um, You know, and I think that definitely goes along with like being productive. It's like, okay, did I get like all 35 things done today? Oh, I only did 30. Well, like that's not good enough, (laughs) Right. right. you know, which is just like insane, (laughs) you know, like of course you're doing a good enough job. I mean, you're building a business from scratch. Right. (laughs) Like that takes a lot. So like having that positive self-talk is really, really important. Um, And like, is that something that you work on with the clinicians that you help too? Like you help coach them through that? Um, I would say it's not necessarily like a, um, like a, like specific session we're going to Mm -hmm. have no matter what or anything. But if it, if it comes up, like, like I have a, um, a mini mastermind of students that are ongoing and I would see more for like th- them because we're 
we've been working together longer and get more mm -hmm. depth of things. Um, then when, if I see that, or they're expressing those concerns, that might be something that we address. And, yeah. um, a lot of times that'll come from like sharing on personal experience too with them and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think it's like, it's hard to remember, especially for all the sober achievers that like, nobody is expecting anything from you. Right. Like at right. all. <laughs> you know, like it's good enough for everybody around you that you're just like, alive and existing like yes. that's good enough and yes. for some reason like for us inside our own brains it's like really hard to remember that yes yes <laughs> definitely <laughs> can relate to that um but yeah I mean nothing really like exposes all of that you know like negative self-talk or you know like more negative personal habits than building a business you know which is one reason why I love it because I feel like I've grown yeah. so much as a person yeah you have to like if you don't then your business doesn't grow and like you know i've seen that directly it happened both ways it's just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you have to constantly be working on yourself which is awesome right it's so awesome um but it's also it's hard sometimes <laughs> i mean yeah. You know. <laughs> I know yeah and it is and it's it's a balance and i think like another thing too is like remembering that it's like it's a long game Yes. You know, it's not just like, how many clients can I get this week and like day to day kind of thing. It's remembering that like everything that I'm doing this week and this month, is going to impact my business down the road. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like running. I always, I think it's cool that my business has running in it because like can relate them. Like I think I had one of my courses is like, business is an ultra marathon is what I think I called it because I was like, all right, you guys are all runners that are going through this. That's yeah. Like, what you need to remember. It's not even a marathon. It's an ultra marathon. So no. Yeah. No, I think that's great. That's definitely, definitely the truth. Cause I mean, it just, it goes until forever. Yes. <laughs> um, well, cool. So, um, I know that we have definitely talked about a lot of different things to help with different aspects of your business, but, um, you know, like if you were to consider like, what is like your number one or two tips for somebody who's in this phase of either like getting started from scratch and then part two is people who are in it but struggling like to build their caseload mm -hmm. like what are like your top one to two tips for like these people okay yeah struggling or they're or either like they just yeah they need to build their caseload regardless yeah um well number one just because we're just coming um off of it and then I'll think of my number two. Um, I would just say like coming off of, we just talked about it kind of in our, in our topics. Cause anytime I've been stuck or really early on. And then also I've had actually a really recent time that I was um, a little stuck too, is just really working on yourself and figuring out um, like, <laughs> it just comes down to figuring out what you really want in your business and your life. And then also um just back to the personal development and working on yourself, I feel like is key. Um, and that can come in so many forms, whether it's like going back to the the positive self-talk we were talking about um, mm -hmm. back when um, we were just talking about um, building a business and everything. And I would say, honestly, I mean, these are just two, two things that helped me the most. Number two would be, you know, getting a coach or having a mentor of some sort who's gone the way you've gone. Um, and not just any coach usually, like it's going to be one of two things, someone that's doing something you want to do exactly. Um, and or someone whose, you know, values and personality 
I mean, the best is that you have all of this, right? You you align with their values and personality too. Um, I just feel like that just helps a lot because you're gonna be able to go along the course where you want to go faster. Um, for me, anytime I've been stuck or very early on um, starting my own, well, really it was cash based and online practice at the time. Those are two things that have helped me the most, um, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like a lot more fun when you have like a buddy, so yes. like a coach, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. you know, to talk about everything with and then like not feel so alone. Cause I know like entrepreneurship can be kind of isolating depending on what right. you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think potentially more so in the, in the online space, you know, unless like you're making it like an active, um, you know, attempt at like building relationships and everything and like having the groups is really, really helpful, you know, because yeah. then you know that you're not alone. Um, but yeah. having a coach that you meet with regularly is also <laughs> very good. It's more accountable. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. Oh, cool. And like the, I like what you said about, um, you know, finding somebody to work with who, um, has similar values um, and I like to also talk about that with like just you as a business and as a business owner, identifying your own values and what's important to you so that like when you are marketing to clients, um, those values are reflected in your marketing materials and messaging. Yep. Um, and it'll attract clients to you who have similar values. Yeah. Such as like punctuality, like as simple yep. as that sounds, yep. you know, like I think for a lot of us here, a lot of us type A personalities, it's really important, yep. you know, and like that's something that you have to like be able to screen for and not punctuality, but like are your values aligned, you right? Know? Because you'll be a much better and more effective team working as a clinician or a coach and a client or a patient, yep. um, you know, if you guys are just on the same page as people. Yep. Um, so yeah. No, oh, cool. Um, if somebody in again on November sixteenth, twenty twenty, were um on the fence about starting their own business, what would you tell them? Well, first off, like if you know you want to, like if you're on the fence and you know it's something you want to do, and it's just fear holding you back then, I mean, let's do it. I mean, if you, don't, <laughs> if you, don't, if you really don't want to do it and you're doing it for some other reasons, like don't do it. But honestly, I'd, I would be like, what's holding you back? Like, what are you fearful of? Why aren't you starting? Um, and not to just to sound cliche, but I mean, just do it. And like the worst thing that happens, I don't, I don't think it's not even gonna work out. I don't think anything doesn't work out unless you just stop trying, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, so as long as you know, it's something you want to do, um, I mean, would you rather sit there and think about it for the rest of your life or try it out and see if it is the right thing for you or not? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I want to like change the name of this like series to the just do it like podcast yes, because yes. <laughs> literally what every single person has said. Right. It's just do it. Cause I mean, like it is, it's huge and scary, you know, like I think just like growing up not many of us are like trained to have a mindset of, oh, I could open my own business one day. You know, it, right. it's a huge leap to make. Um, right. And especially coming out of like therapy school where you're, you know, spit out to go work at a clinic and like, that's it. Yep. Um, 
you know, but there are just like so many more of us doing this now. And it's so much easier to connect with other like therapy business owners or, you know, like fitness coaching business owners that there's like almost no excuse. <laughs> like right, if it is right. something that you want to yeah. do, yeah. um, you know, and like you said, like the worst thing that could happen is like a year from now, you find out that you really don't like it. Right. And you just go get a regular job then you know you don't like it and you got that confirmation and maybe it led you to something else. I think that's the biggest thing with, with anything, or I was even thinking this on a couple of questions you, you asked and kind of to go along with the, just do it. Like, I feel like a lot and for us perfectionists, like sitting here thinking about doing things, um, it's something I've learned the hard way is just sometimes you don't have the answer. You don't know what the perfect option is, but by doing it, it's going to lead you to the answer. Like even if you make the wrong yeah. decision, it's, wrong i'm putting quotations up mark fingers up um it's gonna lead you where you want to go quicker than if you're just sitting here thinking about it like what good is that doing (laughs) yeah exactly you like you learn from it you learn something about yourself you learn like a skill um you learn what not to do (laughs) yeah exactly yeah oh cool yeah so um everybody who's listening um start your business Um, (laughs) I know it's not uh, obviously always for everyone, but it's like, I feel like everyone should try or if like, if you ever have had any inkling, like go for it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like, obviously like the two of us are like head over heels, like happy to help you, (laughs) you know, like along the process. Um, and there's so many other people out there, you know, who are so willing to help you. You just have to ask, Yep. yep, which is another skill you have to learn is to ask for help. Yes. Oh, yeah. Another one of those that I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. So cool. So kind of the last little segment here is um, self-promo time. So what do you have going on and how can we support you? Yeah. So best places to find me, first of all, um, IG for most people listening. That's Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N underscore run your life. Um, Or I am on Facebook as well. Just personal profile page. um, Kristen just spelled my name, Schultz, S-C-H-U-L-Z. Feel free to friend me. Um, but main things I have going on are things we were talking about earlier, which is if you are a clinician who wants to learn how to write running programs, I can help you out with that. So feel free to reach out. And even if it's just sending you resources, whatever that might be. Um, but I do have a course on that. And then I also do help clinicians specifically, usually in the run coaching space who are looking to um, get started with their run coaching business and really understand what they need to do um, in the online space um, to do that. So those are my main um, coaching programs that I have and always happy to talk anything, you know, running business um, and coaching. And I also coach runners. So, and do telehealth online. So if that's ever anything someone wants to ask me about too, I have that too, but those are the spots to find me. Oh, and I think the coolest thing to share is actually that I have a podcast. So if you want to check me Yay! out, Breaking Five, a running podcast, you can find me there as well, um, which is really a cool mix of really everything I do. I'm just sharing about, but interviewing runners, but also um, entrepreneurs um, and PTs who work with runners. So Yay. A, a combination there. So, so many things. Yes. You learn so much about running. And I mean, like, that's definitely not something that we learned like a ton about in school too. So it's really no. cool that you are jumping into this niche and help a lot of people. Yeah, no, it's exciting. It's fun. It's fun to, to be working in your passion. That's for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for being here, Kristen. Yes. It has been a pleasure. Yes, thank you for having me on. That was great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and for all you guys watching, listening um, on the replay, thank you for being here and definitely reach out to either myself or Kristen. You want to start your own business, whether it's coaching or therapy, you just want out of your nine to five, <laughs> let's just yep. let us know and we can help point you in the right direction. Right. Um, totally happy to do so. We both have a lot of connections too. So whether, you know, even if it's just like, oh, we need to reach out and then we lead you to the person you need to talk to, you know, you never mm -hmm. know. <laughs> we know a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, awesome. Right. Thank you again. And I hope everybody has a good rest of their week. Thank you, Morgan. <laughs>